1: Conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crowley and Colin Dunlap. Fourth Down in the Steel City, training camp week Crowley, Dunlap, Capitable Energy throughout the Steel City as Ben Roethlisberger is gone and a new era is upon us. Colin, we asked for listeners to chime in with some questions, and we got a couple here. Oh, yeah. This one from Vanta Zach on Twitter. What do you put the win total at if the O-line play stays consistent with last year's line? Do they get to 500?
0: I tell you, I already know what the Steelers' record is going to be this year. I've made my prediction. We'll make it again, I'm sure, as the season's about to start and we get through training camp. The Steelers are going to be 8-8-1. and That's my prediction. They're going to be 8-8-1. and Mike Tomlin doesn't have his losing season. The Steelers don't have a winning season. Not much is decided. We get to freaking January, February, and we go, what the hell did we do all that for? Trubisky is good enough but not great. Pickett really doesn't get in the game. Najee Harris is like, well, he was pretty good, but was it worth it? Nothing is answered. That's what I, I think. They're eight, eight, and one, and nothing is answered.
1: Yeah, I think they could be better than last year, and I think that they will be. The defense—I don't think it's going to be as injured two years in a row. I know that's a silly thing to say, but I'm going to bet on luck there. And I think that because of that, they're going to be a better team. I don't necessarily know that that translates to more wins, though. The conference is a bear. The schedule is a bitch. I mean, it's going to be tough for them to be a playoff team in this conference. And yet they might even be more aesthetically pleasing this year. I do think if the offensive line's is as bad as it was last year, though, everything I just said out the window. I don't think they're winning as many games as they lose if the offensive line plays the same way. Because just like I don't think they're going to get injured the same way two years in a row, I don't think you can dance through those raindrops even with more mobile quarterbacks two years in a row if the offensive line is that bad. You want another one, Colin?
0: Yeah, who do we got? Who do we got? Um, this
1: one from Bill. And I just have to read the handle because it's hilarious to me. Let's hear it. At Bill377315961.
0: Bill is, um, like, that's, that's one of the guys that you get in touch with or that gets in touch with you that talks. Generally, if you click on like his his tweets, and it's, it's a lot of Putin stuff ah. and things like that. I believe Bill is Bill. You think Bill's a bot or Bill's legit?
1: I'm scrolling through. It seems like he's only tweeted Chris Muller and then our podcast. So he's definitely legit.
0: Yeah, definitely. 100% legit. This is great. So what does Bill three six nine seven oh four one three you ever catch those jokers by the way get your face in the screen i'm
1: not a wheelie chair
0: you ever catch those jokers that don't know how to do twitter we'll get the bills question in a moment don't know how to do twitter and they sign up for it and their handle is their actual phone number
1: oh i have seen that a couple of times
0: I feel bad for them. You want to tell them like, listen, there's privacy situations. You may be outing yourself here. This is tough. Tony four one two seven six one thirteen twelve. Like, Tony, it Tony, you know, I've cracked the code, but you just move on, I guess. But anyway, back to bill, what does bill have to say?
1: Well, my dad thinks that whenever he just tweets at someone that it's private and it's a DM, but I'll work with him with that. That can uh, be
0: dangerous. That can be very dangerous.
1: It could be. And it, sort of has been. So Bill says, and I think this is just the layout, which is why we've turned his Twitter handle into the actual content here, but who do you think was the better prospect coming out of college, Ben or Pickett?
0: Well, Ben, probably, I would think. <laughs> That's right. I mean, is that a real question? Yeah, it's Ben.
1: It is Ben, and I'm always tantalized by talent over – even accomplishment in college, talent right. over consistency, talent over X, Y, Z. It's why I did like Malik Willis more than Kenny Pickett coming out this year. And Ben, despite playing in Miami of Ohio, that mother bleeper had all the freaking talent in the world. So that's not even well, close. And the draft slot reflected it.
0: It's exactly why I think that Phil Dracovic will be such a good quarterback. Oh, man. Because I think he's insanely talented. I know he's gigantic. And I think that he'll be a better NFL quarterback than he was a college quarterback. Like, that's – I look at that and I say, I look at this kid and I think he's going to be a really good NFL quarterback. Like, did people know that Ben was going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Probably not. But I thought – I think that people looked at Ben as a no-brainer starter for a pretty
1: long time. Right. And there are some guys that you just know. When Ben Roethlisberger was in training camp, I remember talking to Tun Jokin about it, and he said – I knew the second he was out there. He was the best quarterback on the roster. They didn't know it until Tommy Maddox and Charlie Batch got hurt. But others that knew, they knew. You're not hearing that about Kenny Pickett right now. And I don't know that that's necessarily a concern. He never really screamed he was going to blow people away with his measurables to me. But at the same time, you're not hearing that same kind of thing about Pickett.
0: If Kenny Pickett, all right, let's say this. Let's say Trubisky, knock on wood, I hope this doesn't happen. Let's say he just turns his ankle and he misses a game, game three. If Kenny Pickett were number two on the depth chart at that point, he sure as hell better. be. Like, let's say he gets in and he throws an interception. Would people boo him the same?
1: No, no way. No chance.
0: I I want him to succeed, but I'm playing all these different for instances in my head.
1: And it's harder for Mitch Trubisky this year than it is for Kenny Pickett. And that sounds ridiculous because Mitch Trubisky has been through this before, but now he's going through it again. And this is his last shot likely. And he's going to hear it for every mistake that he makes. I think that Mitch Trubisky has got a great opportunity here to prove a lot of people wrong. And I imagine he is seething and drooling about that. But at the same time, this is a guy who's got one more opportunity and anytime he bounces a friggin' ball calling, he's going to be here and we need number eight in there.
0: Yeah, you're right. We've got any more uh, people have sent us some fan mail here. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal each week. you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore dealmaking across sports, media, and
1: entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yes, this one from Nate Sauron. What's your most controversial Steelers take among your colleagues?
0: I got one. Is this controversial or not? Uh, Well... Is the Labriola take controversial, the one I'm going to go with? I don't know. That he flaunts a world championship ring? Is I sim- it,
1: you go. You go.
0: No, is that controversial or not? I mean, he's a website writer. Is that too much or is that commonplace around the NFL? I don't know.
1: I know the guy who used to produce Penguins games on the radio – And when the Penguins won in 17, he would wear the ring everywhere. He was the radio producer, Colin. So I don't know if it's commonplace. The radio producer thing's probably a bridge too far for me. And I'm a radio producer. Wow. I got one. I got one. This one's I I don't know if it's hot either. But, like, the chief needs to rank, like, significantly below Dan Rooney. Like, okay, let's make, let's write a book. Let's write a play. The chief's So great. Okay, fine. The chief cigars. That's wonderful. Bought the Steelers. Great. I mean, Dan, Dan Rooney, I think's the guy who was really the mind of the operation for a very long time. He also was instrumental in scheduling in the NFL. So consider me team Dan over team chief.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think that. Rooney was a better football guy, right? without the chief, it doesn't come to fruition and they don't have it. There's no foundation laid. So there's that. And plus it was a very interesting time in having to kind of cobble the funds to have and stick through a franchise, you know, and be able to see it out the other side. Look at how much movement there was with those original franchises and look at how many times, uh, they scrabbled for money and other, you know, people moved and St. Louis went to Phoenix and you know, look, look at all that kind of stuff. Right. So I, I think that can be thank the chief for that kind of stuff, even if he didn't have the football savvy uh, that his son had.
1: Does That make sense? It does make sense. I'm playing a little game of find the right computer charger to plug into my computer. So this thing doesn't die in the middle of the podcast. Do you like that? That'd be, game.
0: Something. that'd be, that'd be really something uh yeah have you found it
1: yes yes i have found the correct charger i gotta find the plug and then we're rolling here i just don't want to to drop this thing abruptly in the middle i don't know what happens then we probably just do another podcast on friday that's probably that's probably what happens there
0: no it just gets cut off right where you fall off and it's just a hard dismount uh another stealer take okay how about this Steeler take? I have a a, a controversial Steeler take. Um, okay, okay, okay. I have, let's see. I do have, I'm and trying I did to have, a,
1: for now. Like, I have a
0: one re- for now. I have a really good one. The Steelers will be in the same exact place than they would have been five or eight years from now, had they or had they not drafted Najee Harris. He ends up being a non-entity uh, for the Steelers in terms of skewing the win-loss total. It's negligible what Najee Harris brings to the franchise. If you were to take him or if you didn't take him in the first round of last year's draft, if when you get to 2027, 20, you're going to be in the exact same place.
1: You know what? I don't know that I'll agree with that. But what I will say is Pat Friermuth going to be here six years down the line. Najee Harris is not going to be. I think Pat Friermuth going to, at that point, be a top five tight end in the league. And Najee Harris is just going to be another running back. So I'll go so far as to say that. I also think this DeMarvin Leal kid's going to be pretty good. I don't know that that falls anywhere near anything on this spectrum of hot takery, but I do think he's going to be very good. I believe in guys like they had a good draft for this. I believe in guys like George Pickens and DeMarvin Leal, guys who... If you looked at the mock drafts prior to the college season, they were two top 10 picks because of their talent. Now, I don't quite know what happened with Leal. I know Pickens got hurt, and that wound up knocking his draft stock. But that guy has been called by a number of analysts, even after the draft, maybe the most talented receiver. DeMarvin Leal was a top 10 pass rusher. You've got already Cam Hayward. You've got already T.J. Watt, who are both going to command serious attention. The Steelers know what they're doing as it relates to developing pass rushers, I think, for the most part. And I don't think Alex Heisman is good enough to stand in his way for a long period of time. Not that they play the same position, but that one of those guys would be the one accruing the sacks.
0: All right, how about this controversial in the now take? You want one of these controversial yeah, yeah, in the now yeah, takes? Yeah. <laughs> that I believe, I believe And I believe this, so it's not a take. Miles Jack is saying all the right things right now. The day that the season starts, he doesn't give one shit about uh, Devin Bush, and he couldn't care less. And there might even be a, a sideline dust up between the two. Oh. He is he is leaving him behind the day that the season starts.
1: Man, that's he's just saying
0: state. all the right things right now, but he Do knows you, he stinks.
1: You think Miles Jack looks over at some point in training camp and just goes, "What the hell is this ass doing?"
0: he's not on my level. He he I feel like he wants to say but he wouldn't it wouldn't play well in a town he just got to. It wouldn't play well in an organization he got, just got to. And he's trying to change the scenery kind of thing and trying to be nice to everybody. At some as soon as the preseason shifts into the regular season, Miles Jack will take an air of this guy ain't on my level. I don't need to be nice to him anymore.
1: I don't know that this is a hot take, but this is how I feel. Donnie football was talking about the offensive line. Mark Caboli wrote something about the offensive line. I heard Ray Fittipaldo earlier of the Post Gazette talking about the offensive line. Just wake me up whenever the season starts with the O line. Like I I don't have the energy or the attention span to read people's reports on which offensive linemen were winning battles over the course of the next three weeks, four weeks. I just can't
0: do it. Here's another hot take prediction, if you will. Are you ready for this? I am. In the first Two weeks, Zach Gentry will score multiple touchdowns. He will have two touchdowns, not each game. he'll have two touchdowns through the first two weeks because he becomes an easy safety blanket in what they want to do, not too crazy, not too wild around the goal line. You dump it off, you maybe uh, create a little space, create a little room. There's your guy that the the old this has happened Remersma Toman Heath. All those guys, the old white guy under the goalpost touchdown. I mean, that way where he catches cradles that it's happened a gazillion time in Steeler history where the play elongates a little bit and just a little floater under the goalposts. Uh, how many times has that happened in Steeler history? Uh, Gentry's going to score multiple touchdowns like that in the first couple weeks, maybe first three weeks.
1: You are the Deontay Johnson guy on this podcast. If there was a Deontay Johnson guy on this podcast, I tend to think he's going to have a really good year, though, and he's going to significantly price himself out of Pittsburgh. And I think that they're okay with making that bet. But given what other receivers have made this offseason, if he puts up 1,300 yards, which I think he absolutely can do, and maybe eight, ten touchdowns with a quarterback who can throw the ball quicker than in 2.1 seconds, I think he's going to make like $24 million a season.
0: I agree with you. I also agree with this. I think this is exactly how it's going to play out. Deontay Johnson's going to have a very early fumble. And everybody's going to go, oh my gosh. This and then he's going to just be absolutely wonderful from there. But he'll have an early season fumble in game like for one of the first three games. And you'll have you the detractors and the naysayers will play the big I told you so game. And then he'll be fine from there. I think he's going to. He's going to make 23-24 million dollars a year.
1: Colin, this was fun. Let's do it again on Friday. We'll have a couple of days of practice without pads to talk about. Oh. And then we can preview, this is crazy. We can preview the practices in pads. Woo!
0: And we will tweet out the address, send it to our the handle. We want uh we'll answer your questions. That's the fun part. And nothing is too crazy. It doesn't need to just be Straight ahead on the field, football centric. You can ask anything you like, right Crowley? You
1: sure can. You can even ask me what my bra size is. I wear one. There's an announcement that's worth down in the Steel City.